Far From The Flyway podcast brought to you by our friends at Dropping Drake Southern Apparel, Elite Duck Calls, Franklin Forge, Foul Behavior Lanyards, Duck Nuts Decoy Anchors, and Southern Foul Taxidermy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Far From The Flyway. This is episode seven. And as always, I'm Austin Willis. And I'm Zach Shell. Welcome back, guys. So we are, in some states, in duck season. Just not here. It's almost here. <laughs> Two weeks and counting. Wait. Oh yeah. So we're uh, we're pumped up. Unless you're re- unless you're unless you're real fit. Yeah. And then it's next weekend. Yeah, lucky dogs them lucky dogs getting to hunt a week before everybody else they're so special missouri is absolutely just covered with birds yeah from what i what i see on the my buddies up in arkansas they got birds finally already too so maybe it'll they'll stay and stick it out Man, I can only hope. They just got to stick it out for two more weeks before we can go kill them. So, um, and then they can fly wherever they want to. <laughs> yeah, then they can come to East Tennessee where we can kill them again. But, uh, yeah, it's it's getting there. Uh, super close. There's uh, some really big push uh, happening up north, and it's finally starting to get some weather up there, and the birds are migrating down like it's naturally supposed to happen. So... Anyways, we can only hope it's going to still be good in two weeks when we go to Arkansas. I'm sure it will be. We'll at least kill geese, if anything. Yeah. I'm still on my search for that elusive pintail. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, this week being episode seven, gearing up for duck season, we wanted to cover some really important stuff with you guys um, as far as the federal migratory bird regulations, stuff that everybody needs to know to be legal and um, and it covers everywhere. I mean, it's the federal regulations. Um, we're going off of what our Tennessee.gov um, app has to say on it, but, um, you know, it, this covers the whole 50 Just states. according to the... According to the website, this is a summary of some of the main topics. There is more in-depth stuff, so we'll just cover the summaries of the general laws, but there is some more in-depth stuff that may need to be looked at. Yeah, if you want to get more in-depth with it, I'm sure that you can look it up, but these summaries, I mean... They're covering, I mean, like Zach says, just a summary, but still covering all the big top, the big hit points. Pretty so, much just leaving out the really, really fine print. Yeah. Sometimes that fine print, though, can get you. Yeah. It can. That is for sure. <laughs> so we're going to start with the most basic uh, federal regulation. Closed season. Closed season means don't hunt the birds. 
It's like the second thing on this list. Closed season. No person shall take any migratory game birds during closed season. Come on, guys. That's an obvious. I mean, shoot. It makes you wonder what makes them have to put it on there. (laughs) It's the guys that set up Mallard decoys until season. (laughs) That That is true. Those guys. There, there's somebody out there that that is for. Guaranteed. Yeah. It sounds stupid, but it's out there for a reason. Yep. Just like we was watching them pintails last year after a week after season. It's so tempting, but you can't do it. So, uh, restrictions on this stuff, guys. Yeah. Uh, restrictions on this stuff, guys. So, um, I mean, it's going to cover all the way from shotgun, um, having shells you can hold in shotgun, all the way to live decoys, um, baiting. Uh, So, yeah, we'll just jump right into the restrictions of it here. Um, Using a shotgun, obviously, everybody, except for you hardcore bow hunters, uh, they're shooting the ducks with the bows. Uh, everybody's shooting one with a shotgun. Your shotgun can only hold three shells. So check that, double check that before you get to the field. Don't get caught out there when the game warden comes up and says, let me see your shotgun and three or four shells, and we'll see how many it holds. Also, uh, some WMAs have, in certain states, have shell limits. Yep. So you can only possess so many shells total. Yeah, like uh, some of the WNAs in Arkansas, what, like 25 shell or something like that or less? Actually, I was listening to Dr. Duck's podcast the other day, and uh, I think Dennis said that, is it him or Billy said that the Bayou Meta Mm -hmm. there uh, in Arkansas, I think was like a 15 shell limit. Yeah. But they also, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look into it because I never hunted Bayou Man. I always hunted the Black River. So I want to think that Arkansas and Bayou Meta has a lower bird limit also. (laughs) So you're less shells and less birds, but then you can go to a different WMA and then different regulations there. But I, I also heard on his podcast that he's talking to the, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was the one that is basically overlooks like the waterfowl stuff in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that it's on the table, I think, for them to make it like all the WMAs in Arkansas, like the same as far as like shell limits and everything. I think he's trying to get just to one box where you could just carry a whole box of shells in there, even though you shouldn't, for what their bird limits are, you should not need a whole box of shells to kill like four ducks. I wouldn't need a whole box of shells. I mean, I mean, when you're shooting them in the timber, though, they're like at 15 feet. I get like the jitters, man. Birds are like right in your face, and you're just like (laughs) shooting like a rookie, man. Shooting limbs out of trees. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I get excited. You shoot, you, you're the one that shoots three shells before you sit on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else cut them. I'm just like, bam, bam, bam. 
No luck, Swall. Yeah, you're just there for you're just there for the sound effects. I'm just there for the quack snacks and and the camaraderie, and I like shooting my gun. Um, second thing on this list, guys, is uh, another big thing that I know we've all seen it. Um, and if you haven't, uh, it's the use of uh, motor craft of whether it be in a car or a boat or um anything that you can push birds um towards hunters um yeah that's kind of a better known better known as rallying yeah i don't know guys it's that one's I get, I get the reason why you don't want to go jump birds up after they found a safe spot. But I mean, I've seen it happen. Um, I've seen it happen on real foot. I've seen it happen on public lakes around here. You'll see like a guy go get in the boat and go over, jump some birds up and then they fly to the guys in the blind. And so, yeah, don't do that guys. It's, uh, it's tempting to do, especially when you can see birds, right across the way from you and it's so easy to just go hop in the boat one guy go hop in the boat and go try to flush the birds up and rally them to your buddies so and that that goes for motorboat or sailboat anything that is like anything you can use I mean um pretty much you gotta immobilize yourself yeah if you can't get the birds into your decoys and they lot somewhere else, it's just, it's just tough luck. Just sit there and watch them. Quack out. I'm trying to get them come over. Uh, Don't <laughs> use live decoys. So, <laughs> one of the wild Facebook pages that I follow for duck hunting uh, has some uh, foreign foreigner guys on there uh, from Pakistan and uh, they slaughter the ducks over there but one of them posted today they had a had a green wing teal tied to like a uh, log and they were using it in the middle of their spread as a motion duck and I got to thinking back on that that's illegal but again they're in pakistan so i guess it doesn't really uh i guess it doesn't really apply to them they can do whatever they want yeah it's it's there's no no. oh no these guys are like um the guy's like really cool too i mean like you know he's um he's man they kill the birds though they kill everything cranes bird uh Man, it's like Mexico. It's the Wild West, man. Pakistan. Book me a trip. I was, I was talking about a guy. I was talking about a guy or to a guy about uh, Mexico, and he said that the place that he's going to, and I want to think February or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took the guide took him out or whatever or one of his buddies out and they shot forty eight pintail bull <laughs> full on like devil sprigs like forty eight oh, of these man. things in one 
One cinnamon. Man. That's what kills the bird population. And... Man. If we have a bird shortage, I blame Mexico. I blame Mexico and Pakistan because them two guys, they're putting a hurt on the bird population. I mean, obviously, there's enough birds to go around, but I don't know. Um, so don't use a live bird. Guys, don't use a live bird. Hey, I got a funny I got a funny story about that. I actually had a farm pond down the road right here. And it always held like a ton of birds. And for whatever reason, somebody had went to like the fair or something and got a pet duck. Well, oh. white, big fat farm ducks. And I guess whenever it got too big, they decided that it needed to have a home. So wow. they just dropped it off at the pond because mm. they just found a pond and thought, oh, that duck would like it there. <laughs> and so we had to, um, we'll just say, pull a magic trick for Mr. Duck. Executing on spot, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because on here it says you have to have that duck gone or all your mm-hmm. ducks pinned up for at least 10 days before you and away from the pond before it becomes legal yep. so we had ducks came on ducks and geese all kind of 100 birds a night roosting on it and mm-hmm. could not get this duck gone so execution yeah we got wow. rid of it we got rid of that duck. We won't say how we got rid of that duck, but it was it was not a migratory bird, so we don't, we didn't have to worry about really how we did it because it's just a farm duck. Yeah, but farm practice, man. People raise them and eat them every day. Uh, yep, we're still not going to say how that poor duck died. No, no, it's no, a no. still a mystery to this day. So next is uh, using recordings as calls, or uh, yeah, you can't have a um, can't have a jukebox out there Electronic. with a uh, yeah, can't have a jukebox out there with a, a mixtape of a bunch of ducks feeding. <laughs> I love unless it's conservation season for snow geese. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference. Because I do have one of those Fox Pros. And uh, it has a uh, setting on there for the snow geese, but it also has ducks too. I don't get that. There we go. Can't use it. It has ducks? It does. It has ducks. Um, Why would it have ducks? I don't know. It has ducks. It has Canadian geese. It has um, speckle belly. It has, um, and this is all pre-programmed. It's not like stuff I programmed into it. Um, It has ducks, Canadian geese, speckle bellies. Um, snows. Uh, can you use electronics in Canada? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you'd I'd have, have to, to at some point because why would they pre-program Canada's and uh, specs and ducks? I have no clue, but they're. I, I remember going down through there and looking through all the lists of stuff, and it was like waterfowl, and I clicked on it, and it was ducks chattering uh feeders and um comebacks and it was all programmed already in there i mean it didn't sound that good but i mean i guess whatever 
Um, baiting. That'll get you in trouble. Corn, wheat. Yep. How will you in the federal courtroom faster than. Mm-hmm. My father in law was telling me an awesome story about a place here local. I'm not going to name it and I'm not going to name who it was, but a um, big time company that had a um, big bottom where it was a huge duck. It was a big duck impoundment, basically. And they had a bunch of guys coming in from uh, all over Tennessee, some pretty high up guys. And um, the people coming up, you know, were hounding about, hey, these are ducks, these are ducks. And they was ducks. They just weren't, they were on the other side of the impoundment. So he went down there the couple days before the hunt with a couple hundred pounds sack corn and just dumped it out. And uh, the game warden the whole time was standing in the woods with a video camera just recording. And uh, it's because it's not illegal to feed them. It's illegal to hunt over it. If I'm correct on that, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but took a video of him. Put, there. put took a video of him putting this corn out, and then a couple days later, everybody coming to town. Now I went down there, and the first bird that flew over and they shot hit the water. Like ten game wardens come out on them. Dude got arrested. Uh, got a huge fine. Didn't go to jail for it. Luckily. Um, but anyways, don't do it, guys. I think it'd be stupid to go to jail over that anyways, because why take up more space in the jail than we need mm-hmm. whenever there's a lot more people that need to be there than yeah. There's some guys corn in the field. There's some guys local a couple of years ago that got busted opening day, didn't they? Dumping some corn in a pond. Shot shot a couple Something of limits, like and then game warns got wise on it. Yeah, just uh, it's not worth it, guys. I mean, it's uh, it's cool. Um, hmm. Hunters should be aware that the baited area is considered to be baited for ten days after removal of the bait, and it's not necessary for the hunter to know an area baited um, to be in violation. So. Uh, you got 10 days to get all the bait out of there. Shooting and, or falconry hours. No person shall take migratory game birds except during the hours open to shooting and falconry as prescribed. So everybody who duck hunts is really good at math because they're sitting there trying to figure out what's 30 minutes for shooting a lot, uh, for daylight. So, Anything broke down into 30 minutes, a duck hunter should know it. Let's get a falcon. Yeah, that would be a... I watched, there was a video of a guy walking a creek with a falcon. And he's like walking through there. There's a bunch of mallards and he sick the falcon on it. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Where can we get a falcon I from? Mean, I don't know. You know a guy? Think about it. I mean, there's not many birds out there that's going to put up a fight with a falcon. I mean, you might have a canvas back or something that's fast, outrun one, maybe. Maybe. Who knows? 
I don't know. Man, the Falcons are vicious. But anything else would be a... So can you, like, train the Falcon to only go after bands? Like, hey, there's 10 ducks over there. Go get the band. Go. That I don't know. Cool. I seen a guy that had a Falcon last year whenever I was at work, and he was uh, he trained it to catch squirrels. And they'd catch squirrels, and then he'd let it, like, eat part of it or something as a reward, and then he'd take it away from it and... It's like a reward. Yeah, it's like training a dog, but it's just a bird that does your hunting for you. That's awesome. I want a falcon now. I wonder if Katie let me get a falcon. Doubt it. Anyways. What if we had like a whole like flock of falcons and we just took them snow goose hunting? Guys, if you're really bad at math, um, and can't tell the difference between 30 minutes for uh, Sunrise, get on the DU app, download it, Ducks Unlimited app, and they have a sunrise, sunset clock on there that you type in your um, wherever you're hunting at, and it literally has – it breaks it down by the minute, and it'll have like one minute till shooting light, and the, the circle will be red, and then as soon as you shoot light, it goes green. I mean, it's like foolproof. You can also, if you're if you're in Tennessee, you can also go by the TWRA app. Yeah. Which is probably what the game wardens here are going to be going by. Yeah. I'd argue it. Be like, I was looking at the weather app. He'd be like, no, it's, it's my time. Daily bag it's limit. Time to shine. Yeah. Daily bag limit. No person shall take more than one daily bag limit per day. So we could get into depth with that. Um, bag limit is six birds. Just read the regulation there. Yeah. Just figure out what. It goes, in, it goes into extreme detail of like. Species. I always take a screenshot many. of it and then put it on my phone. Yeah. That you keep up with because it's too many. That's a really in depth topic right there because I mean, you got different species, then you get into you have to be able to determine the species in flight. Uh, just be glad we're not on a point system anymore because that would have been wild. Like, shoot a black duck or a canvas back, and you're done. 100 points, you're done for the day. So That'd be a trophy unless it's a hen. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. That's all we hit, shoots hens. We're lady killers. I'm not above it. Billy get Campbell whole, shoots hens. Get 100 points where the... Get 100 points where the hen spinnies. How crazy would that be, though, to be on a point system still? How tough that would be? Like, oh, shoot, here's a flock coming in. There's five coming in. What is it? How many can I shoot? How many points is that? By that time, birds are gone. I'd be like, oh, forget it. I'm not doing this. Start stuffing them in the mud. I didn't say that. Yeah. I didn't I hear that. I don't stuff birds in the mud. Shame on anybody who does that. 
Uh, field possession limit. No person shall possess more than one daily bag limit while in the field or while returning from the field to one's car, hunting camp, home, etc. That's still, that's pretty obvious. Um, man, what though? Hang on. Yeah. So got it. That one's, that one's a toughie. So me and you hunted together last, which are my taxidermist. So, uh, what if your buddy doesn't want his birds after the hunt and you get pulled over on your way to the house? Oh, this gets, tag on it. Yep, this gets into the possession thing down here where tagging, you have to have the hunter's following name, signature, address, total known birds included. Okay. So there's the... Yeah. If, you, if you want to take somebody else's birds home and it exceeds your daily limit, then you got to have tags on whatever birds and how many and all that stuff mm-hmm. and either a wing or a head on them to where you can prove that it is not your birds. Yeah. Yeah. It says tagging. No person shall give up or no, no person shall give up, put or leave any migratory game birds at any place or in the custody of another person, unless the birds are tagged by the hunter with the following information, the hunter's signature address, the total number of birds involved by species and the dates such birds were killed. So, and also FYI, there is a, an actual tag that you can get. Cause I use them for taxidermy. Uh, you can get them online, like little yellow card tags. And it says federal migratory bird tag on the tag. And it has all your information, number of birds and all that fancy stuff. And then, all you do is just tie it to the leg or tape it to the uh, bag you got it in or Ziploc baggie, whatever you got it in, and then you're good to go. So wanton waste, all migratory birds killed or crippled shall be retrieved if possible. So, guys, if you cripple a bird and he sells, and you watch this bird go, I mean – 200 yards away, but he goes down. Do everything you can to go get that bird. I've spent, oh God, an hour looking for a downed bird. Remember that day, the the missing mallard? So we, me and Zach were out on oh, the yeah. lake one day, and I, Mallard Drake come flying over, and I killed this thing, and it hit dry land bank and never found it. We looked for, you know, gosh, 30, 40 minutes for this bird. Never found it. Don't know where it went. Who do you need us? Yeah, about like those uh, hooded meganzers did. Yeah. Yeah, we chased a bunch Whenever, of hooded meganzers. We started shooting them. Tried to find them. Never did find them. Mm-mm. They just kept diving and getting deeper and deeper. Yeah, ducks, they'll get down there and wedge themselves between a rock and a hard place, and they won't come back up. Anything to get away. Kind of sad. But the dedication, though. So, um, dressing birds. No person shall completely field dress any migratory game bird except for doves and banded tail pigeons. Band tail pigeons. 
Um, and the transportation from the birds to the field, um, the head or one fully feathered wing must remain attached to such birds while being transported. So, guys, uh, don't brush your birds out in the field. Wait to get home. Uh, if you want to transport them, though, you got to leave a head or a wing attached. I thought it was always a wing, but a head, that's pretty easy. Zach was saying that's... Maybe you can leave a head, too. Kind of agree with you on seems, that. That's it awesome. seems a lot simpler, though. Just to it does just chop the head off, and then, I mean, if you got the head in a plastic baggie to where the blood don't get all over your cooler, mm-hmm. if you don't want it all over your cooler, just chop the head off or cut it off and put it in a ziploc baggie, throw it in the bottom of the cooler. Then, whenever you get home, you just throw that baggie in the trash or whatever, and then your meat's already cut up, and then you gotta leave a wing on and have to worry about cutting the wing off. We did have a discussion before we started the podcast here, though, guys, about. I've hunted real fit lake um, and we've shot birds there and the guys have breasted them out all the way for us. I mean, um, but I guess the, we're, we're at the lodge. So we were, I guess, technically home. Oh, that's another one of them gray areas. If you get home, if you get caught driving home with a cooler full of ducks, Duck breast, I mean, still, they can get you on that. That one's tough. Hmm. I'd have to get educated on that from uh, one of the game wardens. Because I remember back when you could drive deer across state line without having to fully skin them out. Now with the EHD thing and driving back through Knoxville with a big buck hanging out of the back coming from Kentucky was like the best thing ever. Uh, now you got to completely skin it out. Um, hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, of course, that stuff is fairly new with the deer stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd have to get educated on a, on a, from a game warden on that. So, uh, shipping birds kind of goes the same as, um, giving your birds to somebody. You have to have your name, address, pursing, sending birds, uh, what's in the box, number of birds, the species. Um, so if you're, if you're somewhere far away, and you want to ship your birds home instead of drive or you're flying home and you want to ship them you just got to put it in the on the box your name address what ducks are in the box how many there is um so that's pretty easy and you want to keep your birds frozen which is usually where they call me and i have to give specific instructions of how to ship it and how to get it here properly without it rotting yeah, I wouldn't want to open up a box when I got home. Then I've done it before. It is oh, not man. a pleasant smell. Guys, that basically... Uh, oh, con- uh, Don't forget... Duck stamp. Yeah, don't forget your duck stamp and sign it. Federal Migratory Bird and Conservation Stamp. Anyone over the age of 16 must 
carry on his or her person a valid federal migratory bird stamp and it has to be signed in ink across the face of it. So you have to sign it all the way across the face of the stamp. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I hate that. I wish that they would change that. Um, uh, somebody changed that. I hate uh, having to sign my stamp because um, I like to save them and put them up. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm fussing for no reason, I guess. But I mean, you could help the birds more and buy an extra stamp for $25 and uh, have a collector edition. I've done that. I have done that. I did that like not last year, year before last. I didn't want to sign my stamp, so I bought another one. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. Lord. I know. It's just money. You spend it every day. It's duck season. It's duck hunting. If you don't have, you're going to spend money. Duck season is like the most pricey thing there is. You just got to spend it. Yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna sign the thing and uh, save my twenty five bucks and go buy another box of shells. No, Mm-mm. I've got some of the old nineteen nineties and eighties duck stamp prints with like the gold coin in my office, and uh, those things are sweet. I want to get the whole collection, uh, but I don't have thousands of dollars. Be cool if I did though. I spent all my money at the taxidermist. <laughs> yeah, my taxidermist keeps a pretty hefty bill on me. So, guys, that covers. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, that covers everything um, that the basics. I mean, if you want to get more in depth, like we said, these are summaries. Uh, read more into them. But this is, for the most part, what you need to know. Um, gearing up for duck season if it is your first duck season and if it's not you know this is just a little refresher it's something that everybody needs to know um, we thought it would be a helpful uh, podcast to talk about I thought it was helpful yeah I so, uh, stuff. how about how about our giveaway that's still going on it is still going on and um by the time that this podcast drops on Sunday, you will still have two days left to enter, guys. Um, so get the entries in if you want to win. It's super awesome. I wish that I could win it myself. Uh, it's got a pack of uh, decoy anchors from Duck Nuts. Uh, it's got a Franklin Forge pairing knife, which is super awesome knife. I mean, it's like God, $100 knife probably. Um it's got a elite edge duck call from Brad Allen. Um, that thing is super awesome. It's just, it's, it's sexy black and gold. Um, yes, we got the, uh, wood duck patch hat from our buddy Charles. over at dropping Drake. Oh yeah. Who killed a huge deer the other day. Shout out to him. I mean, yeah, we, we're going to get giants. him on a podcast here soon. Once we, once we get it all worked out, we're going to have him yeah. talking a little deer hunting for us. Yeah. Yeah, he shot a tank the other day. Congratulations to him. There's been some big deer killed this week. I was supposed to be at Katusa. Uh, I got drawn for Katusa. I didn't go. 
Yeah, there ain't much happening down there to my knowledge. I don't know. Is Look on the Katusa Facebook page. They shot some giants today. Also, they also uh, caught some baiters on the last hunt. Oh, they did. Ooh. Yeah, my dad, my dad's buddy goes to the same place every year, and some people was in there in the place he always goes to. And whenever he walked up and seen their tree stands, he started to leave, and he turned around and he seen a big bait pile right in front of the stand. So he called the game warden, and they sat there, and I think they ended up uh, catching the guys as they was coming to get in their stand. Good for them. God, I hate people when they do that stuff. Come like, on. Why even? I mean, it, it, if you're going to do it at all, I mean, at least not do it on WMA on a draw hunt. Yeah, that's kind like, of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They did shoot a. There was a giant kill today down there. Um, there was more than that. My brother in law is actually down there. He got drawn with us and uh, he hasn't seen the first deer. But he's never been before, so I wish I could have went with him and showed him kind of where to go. And because dad, what cool story there, my dad um, always got me into deer hunting, took me, and it had been forever since he shot a deer. And uh, we got drawn for Gatusa about five or six years ago, went down there and he shot a nice eight pointer. And uh, that was cool. I was glad to be a part of that. That's, that's pretty awesome. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we are in the almost in the peak of the rut. It's it's getting almost prime time. Yep. Some areas it is prime time, but mm-hmm. our farm here in uh, can... Jonesboro is fired up right now. I was loading a deer up uh, this past weekend in the bed of the truck and. Uh, Looked out in the field like 50 yards from me. Here come a hot doe with two bucks right behind her. So it's fired up right now. There's deer running around. Um, they're, uh, they're moving in daylight. I think, I think the big boys are... I think the big boys are just now starting to get on their feet and push does a little bit. Yeah. Some more than others. There is some pushing. But the majority of the big ones, I think, are just now starting to push because I just got to picture a little while ago of uh, one of my target bucks uh, a doe came through on my food plot and a minute later he came walking right behind her nice so that is where I'm going in the morning well I gotta go hopefully work on he'll still be in the area I gotta go work on a finishing a house but I do have a muzzleloader and my apple tree behind my new house got horned like to the ground uh, a couple days ago. So I'm going to have a muzzleloader with me just in case. Maybe I get lucky. Plus your, uh, some of your workers, didn't they say they had a giant buck in your driveway just uh, like a few days ago? Yeah. They pulled in at like seven thirty, seven forty, And, uh, one of my guys said that, uh, he was a giant. He said, I couldn't even count all the points. He's super tall and just, so I don't know. I, who knows? My camera's not working. I'm not going to... My camera, I was out there fiddling with that thing tonight, and I just cannot... It's got service, but it's not sending me pictures. So I, I don't know. Spy points. I got to get a new camera. It's broken. It's broken. 
But guys, thank you again for tuning in this week. And uh, like I said, we're one week closer to duck season. Uh, two more to go, and we're in it. So the podcasts are going to be getting hot and heavy, and uh, we're going to be kicking it off right going to Arkansas, and we'll have a big podcast talk about our experience there. So um, we got a lot of stuff coming up. Get some video. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're going to have – Hopefully we're going to have some of our buddies on the podcast here soon to yeah. uh, talk about some stuff. And yeah. we always don't have to hear us two ramble on about <laughs> our opinions. You can hear other people's. Guys, if you want to be featured on the Instagram page, you got some good pictures and some good content, send them over to us in a direct message on there and uh, we'll get it all edited up and we'll post your picture. If you want to be featured on the pod, on the Instagram page, um, just shoot us over a message and, uh, yeah, we're going to try to start doing that too. try to give us, uh, some of our listeners and followers, some shout outs on there. So, and then yeah, again, and also you want to be featured on the podcast. You can, uh, let us know how the birds are migrating in your area and mm-hmm. we'll have a little chat about that every at some point in the podcast. Yeah, try to keep everybody up to date on what the birds are doing and how the numbers are coming down towards you. I know right now the numbers are looking good, so hopefully it continues like that and they don't try to do a full U-turn and head back up north like they did last year. But good news is, difference from last year to this year, there's pressure. So big hopes for this year and um, exciting stuff coming. Guys, thank you for tuning in again. Tune in next week. We'll have a whole new podcast, a whole new topic, and uh, we'll be looking forward to it. And we'll talk to you guys again next week. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later.